Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to Developing the Leader Within Podcast. We continue our international month, my birthday month, and we are headed back to the UK to meet and be with Layla McKenzie Dallas, CEO of Dial Global, which is diverse, inclusive, aspirational leaders. And she is the founder of the McKenzie Dallas Charitable Foundation. She is an author, activist, and host of her own show called Diverse and Inclusive Leaders Podcast. And most importantly, she is the mother of baby Peter, which is I'm loving Layla's vision. It's one in which all are welcome to the boardroom and business and beyond in a world that harnesses the power of intersectionality and difference in moving the dial now and for future generations for leaders. Layla, welcome to the show. Goodness, where do I start? So my name is Layla McKenzie Dallas. I founded Dial, which, as you say, stands for Diverse, Inclusive, Aspirational Leaders, just under three years ago and it was really born out of my personal passion for all things diversity inclusion belonging and equity and if I go back a little bit further uh, and talk um, about my my, my my personal life I, I guess my personal journey I probably didn't know what diversity and inclusion meant when I was much younger but yet have somehow um, managed to find uh, something that really gives me a sense of purpose in life and makes me want to get out of bed every day to go to work to make a difference for future generations of leaders and it's probably because of the way in which I was brought up. I've always been able to have uh, a an open-minded view shall we say of different cultures different people and through own experiences being the adopted Chinese daughter of two white uh, middle-class British parents who journeyed to Hong Kong when it was back then a British colony uh, adopted my brother and then myself we really did have the benefit of, of, of different cultures and certainly the western culture uh, later on in 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 life but it wasn't always it wasn't always easy i remember being in an international school in hong kong and then coming over to the uk at the age of 6 and being one of the only chinese children as well as my brother in a very white british school and more latterly found out that i i was dyslexic actually at university um and and although I managed to get a first class honours business degree, I couldn't get a job with any of the graduate programmes. And I guess various different pivotal points in life made me think, hey, do you know what? I feel quite different, you know, whether it be at school thinking, 
you know, I'd love to fit in with all of these kids, having come from an international school in Hong Kong, coming over to the UK, suddenly being only Chinese child, wanting to be blonde with blue eyes, and then going off to university, having perhaps a different way of thinking and realizing actually there seems to be almost a definition of what success looks like because my peers are getting jobs graduate jobs in in some of these shiny corporate organizations that i can only dream that i would love to be able to work for one day but not being able to get there made me start to explore different ways in which i could hopefully be successful and um you know it's lucky that i had really wonderful parents i have really wonderful parents who are so incredibly open-minded and and really have always encouraged us to keep in touch with our heritage whilst also embrace new cultures. And then, um, you know, more latterly, actually, I ended up marrying my, my husband, who is, uh, he's, he's American. He is, uh, he's from Idaho, actually, in America, of all, all, all places. Um, and, uh, and he ended up living in China for, for over a decade. And so he speaks fluent Chinese, uh, which is, which is, again, rather unusual when we're together. People will look at me and you know, if we're in a Chinese restaurant, they'll speak to me in Chinese and he'll respond in fluent, fluent Mandarin. I wouldn't understand what he's saying. Um, and they'll kind of look from side to side and say, hey, what is going on here? He's white American, Greek from Idaho. I'm Chinese. I'm adopted. I'm neurodiverse. We've just had our first IVF baby, little baby Peter. Um, and so we're kind of an eclectic mix of all of these different types of um, you know, different types of cultures, backgrounds, religion, belief system. It's a smorgasbord, really. And now we um, you know, fortunate enough to be to be parents. Um, and. And, and, and really, I guess that's almost it's it's a bit of a, you know, it, it's an eclectic mix diversity. It's, you know, it means many different things to to many different people. And um, you know, whilst looping back to the beginning of the story, I didn't really know what diversity, inclusion, belonging was. I realized actually that it means lots of different things, to different people and that, you know, ultimately the higher you go up in the corporate hierarchy uh, when it comes to all aspects of diversity and inclusion, and that's not just race and gender, it's also, you know, it's visible and invisible diversity. Actually, the lower and the lower the different aspects are, um, when you get up to those lofty senior um, positions within namely corporate organizations. And so, I thought to myself, how can I really make a difference? How can I really make a difference to future generations of leaders um, when it comes to finding um, you know, equal opportunity, shall we say? Uh, and that's really what DAL is about. It is, it's about inspiring, educating, motivating future generations of leaders. And we do that in a, in a plethora of different ways, including um, really um, supporting people um, through their journeys, working in partnership with people to help uh, change and educate and take action at each and every step of uh, their, their journey, whether it be a personal journey, whether it be a, a, a professional journey from an organizational point of view. You know, we were talking before we started recording and, 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 and uh, diversity is you have to, you have to experience it to understand it. Um, you just can't talk about it. And so when I was in the Navy, good for them. They sent me around the globe and I, I was able to go to Hong Kong and I was able to see that culture in it. I was in it. Right. So you have to immerse yourself. One of the things I do 
here at home is that when I cook, because I have been, and I love to cook, when I, when I have been to all these other different places, my family haven't, right? So I bring those cultures into my house. And so we'll cook Chinese and we'll cook uh, uh, Thai and we'll cook uh, Puerto Rican. We'll cook uh, all kinds of different meals from all kinds of different places. And I play the authentic music in the background. And so they get immersed in the music. They get immersed in the food. And then we talk about, you know, how does that play into our lives? And so that's my little contribution to them. Uh, until I can get them to those particular places. Now, you know, we all have uh, our own definition, as you mentioned, and we all get an experience in this. Hopefully we never stop because then, you know, we stop living, right? We stop growing. But how would you describe inclusion uh, for the per- for the people that, you know, may not be fully immersed? It's a really good question. And again, this is perhaps a overused quote, but I still adore it. And I think she is absolutely wonderful. But Verna Myers of Netflix said that diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Um, I would add on to that. Belonging is feeling that you can dance your own dance without any kind of inhibition whatsoever Uh, and then equity which is a really interesting a really interesting one because I'm sure when you were growing up you maybe remember your parents and and school teachers perhaps saying we need to treat everyone equally because that's what we would love to do it's about equality actually I look at that and I know that that is meant with all the best intentions yet at the same time I realize we don't actually live in an equal world therefore Equity um, over equality is is key, really, as we could have equality if we're all given the same resources and same opportunities, but actually recognising that each person has different circumstances and we need to allocate um, exact resources and opportunities to reach that equal outcome is what is key. Uh, so I've probably gone a little further on your what is uh, inclusion there, but ultimately making all feel they are welcome and making all feel that they are able to be their true authentic self without inhibition without judgment uh, without um, feeling uncomfortable or ultimately burning energy up on on trying to potentially mask um, who who they really are and we see a lot of that within the workplace a lot of that uh, people feel that the culture is a certain way or they need to dress a certain way or say certain things in order to fit in quote unquote and I think we've all remembered a time be it in our personal life be it in our professional life where we've walked into a room or we walked into a meeting and thought I feel really awkward and uncomfortable I need to say something or do something to try and fit in now I look back and, and, and think oh goodness I was at school I remember that first day going in and being so so nervous and all the children were know all the children were white and I desperately wanted to be like others or take it in a business situation you have people speaking lots of you know corporate lingo and you're thinking oh my goodness what on earth do they mean you know they're kind of nodding nodding along actually it's uh, it's us being able to 
to be able to be our true selves, to sometimes be vulnerable and say, hey, do you know what? Actually, I really have got no idea what you're speaking about here. Or can you explain that? Or this is how I am. Knowing that you can you can enter a room uh, and and not burn energy on trying to be something that you're not or wearing this this work mask or personal mask in order to fit in. And wouldn't be wouldn't it be a grand thing if a leader were to look at somebody and say, hmm, I, I see confusion. I see a lot of effort there. Let me kind of bridge that gap and bring them, to, you know, bring them to some type of, hey, you're okay here. Um, and that's that's why we're talking about leadership and inclusiveness, because leaders are not able to identify when they're not being inclusive. And so great uh, description on inclusion what you talked about equity and I, and I love that because it reminds me of a picture that I saw and it was a fence and there was three uh, uh, figures there. One was tall and could see right over the fence. The other one was medium size and the other one was short. And uh, you know, when you talk about uh, equity and, and, and being uh, equal, you know, treating everybody the same, you know, that, that long, slender person didn't have to have a box so if the the, he didn't have a box everybody's equal nobody gets a box but guess what you left the other two out and then equity was appropriating a box to each one that would allow them to see over the fence and you just reminded me of that uh strip that comic strip that illustrated that now uh talking about leaders uh, talking about developing and being able to see a situation and kind of diffuse uh, the feeling of not being included. Why is it important for leaders to develop an inclusive mindset? You know, it's, it's interesting that you talk about this inclusive mindset and also the fact that some people perhaps are, are not all that self-aware per se of, of how they're coming across. But Um, To be rather candid about it, there is very great reason that leaders should be inclusive uh, to their employees or to those that they work with, and simply because there will be more productivity that comes out of uh, their workforces uh, by by being inclusive. Um, Employee engagement is absolutely critical to ensuring that people work and are productive and you know work harder. Um, there's a lot of research that says that individuals these days, in particular future generations of leaders, really want to work for organizations that care truly about their employees, that go over and above when it comes to driving business for, for purpose, having a brand that has true values and doesn't simply pay lip service to the fact that they they care or or they are wanting to be inclusive so um to be very candid the selfish obvious act for anyone that may be thinking hey you know this inclusion it's it's a bunch of rubbish here actually if you really do try and 
care about the people that are around you and really seek to involve them, you will get a far better output. Um, there is business logic and sense to inclusion. And that's not even, you know, that, that's without me going into chapter and verse of the fact that it is the right thing to do as human beings. And I think we have to, I mean, we do, we have to believe that everyone um, has goodness in their heart and their soul and they want to do the right thing and they do care about other people and they want to see other people to you know succeed and they want to see people meet their personal ambitions that is why surely I'd be I'm talking to a virtual person here but this is why I'd be saying to 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 this individual that that you mentioned that is that is why you want to bring people into the fold that's why you want to empower them to be their best selves but from a business perspective it makes absolute sense. It makes strategic business sense and logic for the individual leader, for the organization to increase profitability. Um, but then also it is absolutely fundamentally the right thing to do at the same time. And I totally agree. And, you know, along those lines, there's a lot of people in leadership positions that are wondering, you know, what, what's in it for me, right? And it's a, a question that is often asked by many people when you're talking about uh, positional authority, you know, how do I get to this next position? Uh, how do I, yeah, maybe I'm not trained to be inclusive. Maybe I wasn't raised to be inclusive. How do I use that to get me to the next level? Or how do I implement that to get me to the next level? So my question is, uh, what role does inclusion have in a leader's ability to succeed? I think it's very hard to succeed as a leader if you don't have a significant following of people or are able to really influence others. And so how might you succeed if you don't have the buy-in of the people that you are trying to influence? Now, of course, there's many leaders that have gone down in history that haven't necessarily been been good leaders and i'm sure we can both think of many many of those types of people you know they exist in government and, and goodness knows many places however i don't think and i have to be true to this i don't think and i hope and i pray that these leaders don't stay in position for a very long time because eventually they get found out i don't believe that having negative aspirations or to not want the good for the sustainability of people for the future can ever win long term. I think eventually these people do get found out. And so again, it opens up the other question of well, what does success mean? Success means different things to different people. But if we're talking about success here in the context of being a good person and having good influencing skills and empowering people and ultimately achieving an outcome that benefits greater society, then this is what I would say is negativity does not win. It's love as opposed to hate bad people get into positions of power and perhaps for them that is success but ultimately we don't want them to stay there for the long term and I don't believe because I am 
an optimist. I think you have to be an optimist in the world of diversity, inclusion, belonging, equity, because those who are listening that are in DNI, it can be a really relentless, relentless task. You have to keep picking yourself up and being positive. You have to keep re-educating people. You have to keep bringing people along with that journey. But certainly success in the positive sense uh, is it's all about the long-term mutual mutually beneficial sustainable um, means for 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 positively impacting business wider society future generations of leaders you jog my memory you know the the success of leaders is in the hands of the people they lead um, and a lot of people don't understand that and so all those that are following have a certain amount of power and that is to allow you to lead them and a lot of leaders think that this just comes by um, just filling a role and, and being uh, assigned to a to a position. Uh, but it, leadership is the it's it's in the hands of the people that allow you to lead them. So um, so I love that. Now, you know, there's self benefit, right? And we talk about you know how can a leader succeed, and then there's the benefit to the team so how can leaders use inclusion to benefit their teams i don't know whether i'm answering your question here specifically directly but truly without sounding too twee i do believe in servant-led leadership and that is all about how do i serve you how do i serve you as a colleague as someone that i want to help and succeed. I don't believe in the old school archetypal white ivory towered view of leadership. I really don't. And I don't think that future generations of leaders buy into that either. In the digital modern world that we live in, anyone can take to social media and say exactly what they do think. Actually, we're in, a, we're in an age right now where people can rate pretty much everything online and, and are far more confident about saying what they really do think, even if it is you know, in some aspects not true. Servant-led leadership, to me, is what I try my very best to live by. But again, I'm not perfect whatsoever. I'm still learning. There's times where I think, oh, hey, I'm quite a good leader today. There's other days I think I'm absolutely rubbish and I need to keep getting better but that is that is what it's all about isn't it it's about trying our best I remember my dad always said to me and still does say to me uh, when I call him for advice he'll say darling as long as you've tried your absolute best nothing else matters and so I always try my best I do my best to live by the values of servant-led leadership how can I help and support you not necessarily how can i do it for you but how can i work with you in order for us to reach successful outcomes that ultimately makes you happy and feel fulfilled yet also benefits the business i don't think there is anything wrong with mutual mutual benefit there ultimately but again enrique i am far from perfect i try my best every day to be a better person to be a better leader uh, but ultimately um, you know, it's uh, you no, know, it's not always easy. It's not easy. I think anyone that says that it is 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 is, is not telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now I tell you that uh, I've enjoyed uh, this conversation, and I know that we can go 
uh, for a while. And, and but there are folks that are listening to you and say, how can I get a hold of Layla and maybe have her speak at my event? Maybe have, uh, uh, you know, be uh, in a collaboration with her. Um, so how can they do that? Well, I always love to hear from people and it was so lovely to hear from you. I, I think you're doing an amazing job and I, I really do, you know, wish you all the best of success and everyone who is listening in, I would say definitely keep tuning in um, and listening to, to the podcast with Enrique. Cause honestly, just a, you're a marvelous, warm, wonderful host. And I know that you're doing great things. If you do, for whatever reason, want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn. And I'm sure uh, Enrique will very kindly put uh, down some of the contact details there. But we have a couple of different sites, um, dialglobal.org. Also, uh, the charity that I started, which is called the Mackenzie Dellis Foundation, and that's all about empowering uh, research and insight. Uh, and then finally, we just launched a, a brand new campaign uh, where we're trying to have 100 CEOs uh, from organizations by the end of the year sign up to our pledge, which is all around the 10 facets of visible and invisible diversity, and that is ceoactivists.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn and visit us. So thank you very much indeed, Enrique. Well, folks, we're going to have that information as part of the show notes and the video. Uh, Layla, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Congratulations again on baby Peter. And I know that you're enjoying these days, although they may be a little hectic sometimes, you know, uh, but uh, a, a new life, a new, uh, a new human uh, roaming this earth. Uh, I congratulate you and your husband. Um, folks, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. And if you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic to cover today, make sure to describe and let us know, leaving a comment. We're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like covered or featured on the podcast, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we go abroad again. We're going to India next as we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we love to end the show, success. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.